This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On this week's show, this could be the end of Guardians of the, of the Galaxy as we know it. We talk about Star Wars 1313 leak gameplay, and we are reviewing Episode 5 of The Book of Boba Fett, or is it The Mandalorian? Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome back to the From a Certain Point of View podcast. This is Josh. And this is Adam. And this is episode 115 of our podcast, and we are excited. Um, we're recording a little bit sooner this week than we normally would yeah, because, yeah. well, an excellent episode of the book of Boba Fett dropped, and we needed to talk about it sooner rather than later and get that out to you guys. Um, wanted to get it out on YouTube as well. So I'm excited to talk about this. And how about you, Adam? I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, this is my favorite episode so far of the show. Um, and, uh, we'll leave it at there. For, we'll leave it that, at that for now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we got to leave some suspense here. So people stick around for, for later on in the show. Right. Is that what we've been doing wrong all this time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, what is your recommendation for this week? Well, I got it right here, and I'm only a few chapters into it, but I've actually read it before, so I'm going to go ahead and recommend it anyway. But I uh, got this for Christmas, and I started reading this bad boy the other day. I'm only on chapter four, but I love this book. This is uh, Heir to the Empire by Timothy Zahn. Uh uh, one of the, it's the uh, Essential Legends cover edition. It's the trade paperback, so it's a little bit bigger than your normal paperback, and the one that I had uh, before that. So, um, but yeah, just started reading it, having a blast, loving it. You know, feels like Star Wars to me. <laughs> it's one of the first yeah, novels that I read, uh, Star Wars novels that I read. So it's uh, it's good to go back and revisit it. It's funny you mentioned that, Adam, because I also got that for Christmas, yeah. and I'm also on Chapter 4. <laughs> so, that's an interesting coincidence. It's, yeah, it's a very interesting. And to answer your question from last week, yes, Coruscant is mentioned in this book. I thought so. Yeah, um, Luke's on Coruscant in uh, Chapter 2, I think. So. Yeah, so that even lends a, a, a little bit more credence to... Um, kind of J.J. Abrams' idea of destroying Coruscant yeah. and everything. Yeah, no, I mean, we go back to that. I, th I think that was the right, I think that was the right idea. Mm -hmm. I think that would have yeah. been a, a heavier hitting thing than to have the unknown Hosnian Prime, so. Yeah, and you know, I think I was hesitant to read this book before because, you know, when we were in kind of the era of the sequel trilogy, I didn't want anything to like kind of cloud what i was seeing and trying to um appreciate about the story they came up with but now that we're 
you know, a, a few years removed now um, from the, well, a couple years, at least removed from the rise of Skywalker. I, I feel like now I'm, now I'm curious. Now I want to see what, what happened and somebody else's vision of, and I know it's not the same time period cause it's when they're, you know, our big three are, are, are still young enough to lead their own story. Um, but I'm still yeah. curious to see, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what the vision was there with that one. So, yep. And um, my recommendation for this week is I think I've talked about it, but I've been rewatching Ozark season three and I pretty much wrapped that up. Um, and I'm getting ready to start season four this weekend. And it is one of the best seasons of TV I think I've ever watched. Um, the the wow. acting, the performances, um, the story, the tension, the the things that happen um, that are, are just blow your mind, but are also like gut wrenching, heart wrenching things that happen um, to to some of these characters in this season. And so, I highly recommend Ozark as a series. Season three in particular is my favorite, and you know, I'm excited to see what season four brings. I've been reading some, some pretty great stuff about it online, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm Very excited about that. And and I think that brings us to our one question to rule them all for this week. So last week, we started our three-week Harry Potter poll, which is eventually going to lead to at least one or two episodes focused on the Harry Potter series, um, you know, in in a couple weeks' time here. And um, right now, Prisoner of Azkaban is is in the early lead. I just posted um, the poll earlier today, actually, as we're we're recording here. Um, So... Azkaban does have the early lead, which is what we both voted for. So yeah. we'll see where that ends up. But right now, it's that, that's in the lead. Um, for part two of our poll, we have the latter four films in the series, The Order of the Phoenix, The Half-Blood Prince, Deathly Hollows Part 1, and Deathly Hollows Part 2. So Adam, which one of those would you choose as your favorite and why? And why? Uh... And Why? Order of the Phoenix, I think. Uh, it's another strong... Um, it's, I, I love Sirius. Uh, mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite characters, and I know it doesn't work out well for him in the end in that movie, but uh, you know everything with him leading up to that just sets it apart for me. So I, I think it's going to be Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I really enjoyed the whole kind of Dumbledore's army aspect of of, of that film, and and Harry yeah. starting to ha- being forced basically at no having no choice but to to teach, um, become a teacher, you know, and yeah. and they have to get ready for the battle to come because you know certainly um, what's her face isn't going to teach them anything. Um, what is that horrible character's name? <laughs> oh, uh, um, she's like the worst. Um, Umbridge, I can't Dolores think of Umbridge. it right now. Yeah, Umbridge. Um, mm. So yeah, I like that one as well. And and actually, for me, it's almost the case where these movies just kept getting better and better for me. There, there's a couple exceptions in there, but 
Um, it's really hard for me to choose out of these last four because I love them all. Um, Order, um, I mean, Half-Blood Prince um, stands out to me because I, I love that we get a look into the past with the Pensieve and everything and looking at a young Tom Riddle and... Um, and this whole idea of the Horcruxes for me just completely changed the game because um, it was like, oh, now now we know what our mission is. Now we know what we're, now we really know what we need to do to destroy Voldemort. We need to find these Horcruxes and destroy them. And, um, you know, and of course, it does end in some tragedy with with Dumbledore and everything, even though it was kind of part of part of his design. But um, I just I just love with that how that movie kind of change the course of the whole series um but it's tough because i love deathly hollows part two and if i had to if i had to pick you have to pick one between the two i have to pick one so um i think deathly hollows part two is just I, th- I think it was so well done such a satisfying conclusion and you know it's hard to do that in a series like this it's hard to to end on a really high note and for it to be satisfying. And so I, I got to go with Deathly Hollows part two, even though I love Half-Blood Prince. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So we're going to put that to you guys as well this week, um, which is your favorite of these four. And then we'll figure out what our, what our top two are. Um, so you ready to head to the news? Sure am. Sold out. Every copy. Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. I make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. I make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! So, Adam, thank you for putting the news together for this week's show, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hand it off to you for this, if that's cool. Yeah. First off, we have uh, some news that hit, actually, today as we're recording on Friday. The 28th, uh, Jason Momoa has been tapped to join the Fast and Furious 10 cast. Um, Josh, any interest in Fast 10? <laughs> uh, I just can't wait until it's the last one. <laughs> yeah, Whenever fast, that is. fast and done would be great. Uh, I do want to. I, I do want cons- to point something out, though. Yeah. So Fast 9 just came out. Yeah. Like this year, right? I mean, I or last year. <laughs> last care. year. Last year, yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time. Um, but it was like, it was very recent. Yeah. So I want you to just entertain the fact that this movie is coming out before Mission Impossible Seven, and think about how irate that makes you. <laughs> wow, is it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. May yeah. twenty, and when MI Seven is June or July next year? Is yeah, is that right. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it's so wild. Fast Ten is going to be coming out before Mission Impossible 7, which they've been working on for a couple years now. Well, that makes me want to know even more <laughs> what the problem is with MI7. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, I'm a fan of Jason Momoa. Yeah, um, me too. I haven't watched one since the first one, to be honest I with mean, you. I've I've watched most of them, except for the last couple that came out. Okay. Um, Once we got to, like six or something i was like okay that's enough for me but i'm probably not gonna even watch this movie but but cool i'm I'm glad jason momoa has another gig and um yeah. Yeah. good for him 
and he's set to uh, play a. It sounds like a, a villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, like we said, is going to hit theaters. Scheduled to hit on May nineteenth of uh, twenty twenty three next year. So now the article did indicate that this is the penultimate um, film in the series. So I guess that means there's going to be one more after this. Is, is that is that what we're doing? I think that's what we're doing. Okay, well, um, there you go. So we are getting close to the end, at least. There you go. <laughs> and then we won't have to talk about this franchise ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Until we do the... But for those of you that love it, Until we great, get to I'm the really reboots. happy for you. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> let's, but we should probably move on now. Yeah, let's move on. All right, so this one we included just probably for, for the wives. <laughs> for our wives. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Bette Midler uh, today again confirmed that Hocus Pocus 2 has wrapped production. She tweeted a, a picture uh, with the caption, that's a wrap. The picture looks like a piece of glass or pottery or something with the three witches. Don't ask me what their mm-hmm. names are because I don't know. Uh, painted onto this thing. And uh, yeah, that's coming out this holiday season. So... You'll be watching this, I'm sure, with your wife, and I'll be watching it with mine as well. <laughs> I'm going to have no choice in the matter, Adam. Um, Brittany uh, yeah. is going to f- force me to watch this, <laughs> and we'll see if it's any good. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I I like the first one for what it is, I guess, but I, it, it really is one of those cult things where, like, if you were I think you had to grow up young and yeah. you watched it as a younger person yeah. and there's that nostalgia and, and everything. So for me, I was watching it and I'm like, this is borderline atrocious, but there's a lot of people that love it. So, you know, I'm going to give it a try. Um, but yeah, but we'll see what, what they do with this next one. I don't think we have a, a date for this one yet. Uh, but I would look for it around Halloween time for sure. Yeah, I'm guessing. It's definitely um, coming in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one's uh, probably a big one. Uh, probably the biggest one we have this week. Uh, James mm-hmm. Gunn talked a little bit more about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Got some grim, dire news. He says, uh, this is the end for us, the last time people will see this team of Guardians. He says, it's big, it's so, so big and dark, and uh, different from what people might be expecting it to be. I just, want it, I just want it to be true to the characters, the story, and give people the wrap-up that they deserve for the story. That's always a little bit scary, and I'm doing my best. I'll tell you what, um, you know, when I first discovered they were doing a, a Guardians 3, I didn't think that would be, like, the last one. You know, I, I didn't really even consider that until I, I saw this article today. Um, because I feel like there's a a lot more to these characters and a lot more story to tell, potentially. Right. Um, so I hope these characters will still be involved in the MCU in some capacity. Um, and maybe, I don't know if this is James Gunn doing his last hoorah with Marvel and then sticking with DC or, or, so. or what, what the situation is yeah. with that, but yeah. See, I kind of thought this would be like his last film. Uh, I hope that mm-hmm. I hope that too many characters don't die. <laughs> like I, right? I, I hope right. That this isn't like a Shakespearean tragedy or something. Uh, because yeah. I really do love it. This is my favorite Marvel franchise, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this grew from an unknown commodity for me to something that shot up the list of my you know favorite franchises overall. I, honestly, yeah. for a while. 
for a while I was way more excited about Guardians than I was about Star Wars, and that's saying something. Um, but, like I said, hopefully that this isn't like an exit for these characters for good. Uh, the way he says that this is the last for this team kind of implies that there will maybe be other Guardians things with a different team, uh, which has mm -hmm. happened in the comics, I get that. Uh, but, you know, I I love all these characters and kind of grown to really care about them. And, you know, I don't want to see them go away either. So hopefully there's an out. There's a way <laughs> for them to continue. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I want to see these characters um, continue on as well. So hopefully it's just the farewell to this particular team, Agreed. so to speak. Agreed. This next one's pretty interesting, and this happens every once in a while with this game, even. Uh, the mm -hmm. Star Wars 1313, uh, which was the canceled game uh, that was uh, being worked on when Disney acquired Lucasfilm. Uh, one that was, you know, looked pretty exciting, that was going to take players into the kind of underbelly of Coruscant, that layer 1313, uh with bounty hunters and all that good stuff. And we got some leaked gameplay this week that shows, I mean, it's kind of rough. Uh, it's a little bit more finished in some areas, a little bit less finished in others. Uh, but it shows, you know, Boba Fett kind of running through uh, what I would imagine would be 1313. And uh, you can see some of it is, and this is also kind of blurry. You know, this is 480p. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about <laughs> right. 20, we're talking about what like 2012 here, I think. So this is 480p. Yeah. Uh, doesn't look the best, but some of this you can see. There's some fog effects already there. Uh, we do get into uh, later, you know, just some regular block graphics, that, you know, unfinished stuff. Um, but this kind of almost for me had an a feel of like uh, Jedi uh, uh, Fallen Order, uh, the beginning of that, where you're kind of doing the run through and the train. Uh, mm -hmm. and some environmental things happening here. Um, interesting enough, we go, kind of go through the hanging meat with <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah, which, which is interesting. Which is timely. The timing of that yeah. is pretty interesting <laughs> when we consider episode five of the Book of Boba Fett. Right, um, right. But it looks kind of yeah. some interesting stuff. You know, uh, I always yeah, think that first, about... Yeah, in that first uh, place he was in kind of reminded me of um, Attack of the Clones. Yes, when they were... yeah, yeah. Kind of in that. It has some of that chase bar and from type too. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. agreed. Um, I always kind of think of these things as maybe no good idea ever dies. You know, maybe sometime will be the right time to revisit a game like this because it really does kind of look interesting. So. Oh yeah, I think it's an awesome concept for a game, and it could definitely work. I hope it's yeah. something that they'll, you know utilize yeah we future. get even some interesting like shooting with cover uh, a little bit later in this you know, taking cover behind boxes or, or whatever and then you know, doing that whole thing even some little uncharted climbing stuff yeah. there that you can see yeah uh so it's, it's kind of neat there but you mm -hmm. never know maybe one day yeah definitely i would i would definitely like to play a star wars game like like this and i and i think you know jedi fallen orders gameplay wise is pretty close but um in this setting and everything and you know this this time period would be interesting yeah definitely uh josh did you watch the first mortal Kombat film i did what you think um to be honest i wasn't very impressed i agree um but now we have another yeah. one 
<laughs> <laughs> I figured they'd be making another one. Um, with the way that one kind of ended, it felt like we were kind of going to be doing this again. So, uh, yeah, I guess it just felt a little bit empty to me. Like, no, I agree. I agree. It was very kind of surface level and, and totally I agree. didn't really connect with the characters or anything like that. I mean, it's a Mortal Kombat movie, so maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Um, but I really didn't care what was happening. <laughs> I, I totally <laughs> agree. I mean, it got it, it. It had a lot of fans, and so I'm sure a lot of people are very happy about this. I, I'm sure I'll check mm-hmm. it out. Uh, I think that was one of those HBO Max Day and Date things, and I think it's probably the only yeah. reason that I watched it. If I remember yeah, it was, right, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it looks like we got our, our cast coming back, and the second one is underway. Yeah, it looks like The Miz wants to be Johnny Cage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually like The Miz. <laughs> I like The Miz, I don't too. know how he would fit as Johnny, but I, I like The Miz a lot. He's he, certainly he's charismatic. A, I he mean, is. He's got a great bad guy persona about him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he does. So our last article here is about uh, the Halo live-action series uh, that's going to be dropping on Paramount+. Plus. Uh for whatever reason. Uh yeah, that's kind of random. Yeah. Uh but that the the Halo series got a poster this past week and uh, by the time everyone listens to this, uh it will have had its first trailer which will debut uh during the AFC Championship game on Sunday on CBS. Um so we can get our first look here at Pablo Schreiber's Master Chief in his suit. Uh, looking pretty good there, I think. And, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is something I would enjoy. Um, means I have to subscribe to Paramount Plus again. <laughs> it's one of the ones that I dropped not too long ago. But it looks yeah, interesting. Yeah, I never it, acquired that one. But Yeah, um, this, I, I mean, I picked it up yeah. for... I was able to watch some Steelers games on it, you know, CBS and things like that. So yeah. I, I used it for that a little bit. But um, it has the Star Trek stuff on it, so... You know, maybe right. I'll uh, kind of wait for a little bit until it's kind of nearing its end, and just get it for a month and watch it all, binge so, it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was I never had an Xbox. Like I, I had a couple friends who did, so I played a little bit of Halo with them, not a lot. Um, but I'm I'm interested. I mean, I I think this is a cool concept for a series, and um, I'll I'll definitely at least check out the trailer and see if it's you know, makes me want to get Paramount Plus. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. All right, well, that does it for the news. And we have a pretty big episode of Mando, uh, no, we don't, of Boba Fett to talk about. Uh, Yeah, we're going to use those interchangeably in in this main segment. All right, here we go. This is the moment we've been waiting for. It is The Mandalorian Season 2.5, Episode (laughs) 1, The Return of the Mandalorian. Um, Actually, it's The Book of Boba Fett, Episode 5, but you wouldn't know that. Um, Because this, and by the way, spoiler warning, this is going to be a full spoiler review. Spoiler warning, are coming. Yes, if you have not watched it, Go watch it and then come back. Um, and wow, um, yeah, I mean, Book of Boba Fett, 
but it's really the Mandalorian. And we really only until the, it isn't until the end of this episode that we really even remember that it's, uh, and even then, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and even, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean that that's a negative thing. I mean, no. and and let and let's just uh, give our overall thoughts first yeah. of all of this triumphant return. I mean, it's it's kind of odd that the best show of of any particular show would not feature the show's title character. Um, yeah, but that's very much what happened here. Um, it, it's not even an overshadowing. It's Mando just took it over. I mean, this was Mando's show. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett literally got zero screen time, unless you count zero. unless you count yeah. the uh, you know catchy up at the beginning thing. Other than that, zero screen time. Um, Fennec Shand had more screen time than Boba Fett right. did in this episode, uh, which is crazy. Uh, I, I was trying to think. And I was talking, uh, I think, in Discord with, with some of our friends there. Um, has any show done that before? And I, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, yeah, because, I mean, there, sometimes there's those shows that have an ensemble yeah, cast right, that maybe right. focuses on one character right. in that particular episode. But I don't, I don't know if we've ever had a series or anything where title character in, in this series yeah. is about one character really it's and that the book of not be... <laughs> Boba Fett, <laughs> Boba Fett. And, <laughs> yeah like I was thinking um, like I don't like Grey's Anatomy I know my wife watches that I don't know if Meredith Grey has mm-hmm. ever had an episode where she didn't appear um, yeah I mean that's a good question it, it, it's it, it's not common we'll put it that way right. and for me mm-hmm. it's kind of telling about the show overall uh, that that happened you know and yeah. I don't know if it's just the fact that Mando's as popular as he was, mm-hmm. and I think Boba Fett was maybe just more popular with 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 the uh, you know the diehard Star Wars fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Mando kind of transcended that, I think. So maybe that has something to do with it. Um, yeah. But for me, this episode really solidified the idea that they never should have taken a year off of Mando. And uh, now I know that. Some things probably facilitated the need for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking, you know, just talking about the Gina Carano stuff. Yeah. But you know, really, that was the show that we should be watching right now. I think, and I, and you know, as I was thinking about it more, I, I think Boba Fett should really have been kind of a, you know, maybe a two episode special, or maybe they should have just done that movie they've been talking about forever, and then had it be mm-hmm. a uh, Disney Plus exclusive movie you know um is they're apparently not afraid to drop movies on disney plus like they do to pixar all the time so yeah that's kind of what i think this episode meant to me i loved this episode and that was it's it's weird because that's kind of the problem you know like i loved it so much and it was because it was a bando episode (laughs) um more than it was a boba episode so yeah um i feel the same way um you know i i think and I'm wondering how much of Boba Fett was, you know, I we know we had that movie that was possibly going to happen with mm-hmm. with Josh Trank behind it and everything. Um, and then there were rumors of other people being involved. Um, I wonder how much of that story they they took yeah. and tried to weave into the mm-hmm. Mandalorian 
timeline and universe and and or if it, they just started completely again from scratch i don't know but um either way it's been, i think it's been hard for boba fett to really find its footing at least no, for for me yeah and, and I, i'm not by any means saying that the book of boba fett is a bad show because it's not i, it's I not. actually it's, think it's it's a good show yeah. um that i've enjoyed but when as soon as mando showed up I got this, I got the feels, you know, I was like, yeah. oh, this is what I, this is the story I want. This is, these are the characters yeah. and story that I'm interested in and this Mandalorian lore and um, Dinjarin and um, the possibility of seeing Grogu again. Like just, I, I was so excited again for Star Wars, just watching this one episode. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's, it might be my favorite episode of live action Star Wars. Um, wow. period. And, and, and I remember seeing somebody on Twitter be like saying like, I don't get all, all the, uh, love for this episode. It was basically <laughs> a, about th- them putting a starfighter together for the most part, but there was just, there was a lot uh, more I, I'm gonna to exp- it than that. I mean, there's a was, lot more to it than yeah, that. And, yeah. and I'm going to explain, you know, throughout this segment, why I love it so much this episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was, I was pretty much blown away by it. Yeah, for and multiple I mean, reasons. It really kind of goes back to Mando, like we saw him in the very first episode of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he's back um, to like so being a bounty hunter. And yeah, kind of. Um, and he's doing it really he has without a, a ship, purpose. You know, for, and he's kind of yeah, take, he's yeah. taking public transit <laughs> to do uh-huh. it. <laughs> but uh, you know, he, he's kind of back to to that to that phase of his life, more or less. Uh, we see it. At, at the beginning, I think out of necessity, you know, I think he's tracking down, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the armor, uh, more or less. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of doing it. Out of, I don't know if that's, you know, if he's back to that job uh, full time now. Um, that's one question I have about the N1 that we see later. Uh, you know, yeah. just, just yeah, the, pra- the practicality would, he... of that. You know, he's, he's used to carrying all these slabs of carbonite with him. And yeah. It fits yeah. in something like the Razor Crest. It doesn't fit in an N1 mm-hmm. um, unless he's like towing them behind, like someone I saw someone say. Uh, so. or, or, or maybe he's just going to take them all back cold with, with just their heads in the droid compartment. Well, I was um, I was texting a friend, I was, uh, <laughs> and I said maybe he'll just strap them to the outside wings and he'll take them back real cold. <laughs> he's frozen yeah, real cold, space. yeah. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah, Which wouldn't uh, that's a good work point. If it was Leia, she'd be okay. Yeah, right. Leia would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah, anyway, I knew I knew I had, I had a feeling that was coming. Um but I guess my first question is how has the question is I guess has Mando changed since we last saw him? Um and, um, and how? I... Maybe a little bit, but like mm-hmm. I said, he's kind of back to what he's he's been doing. He's kind of he's going back to get direction from the the armor. I think he's definitely grown, uh, you know, beyond just kind of the the bounty hunter that we saw in the in the first season, first episode. But I don't. But you know, he's he's kind of fallen back into the same stuff that he he did before, um, albeit with maybe different motives. Yeah. Um I tell you what, he was he was slicing some people up with the yeah. dark saber. Yeah. You know. Um the, the, and and that's not I guess too different from 
where we first saw him in episode one of the Mandalorian, you know, I mean, he was, but he, he was, was using pretty brutal was using at that point, but he, yeah, he was using doors to, <laughs> to cut people up instead of <laughs> the dark saber. Um, so he has gotten a little bit more, uh, fancy since that. So yes, yes. that dark saber so, was, uh, was pretty cool. Um, seeing that thing in action, mm-hmm. you know, the way we did, you know, it's kind of brutal action, you know? Um, yeah. Like you said, cutting people up and, you know, even to the point where he's carrying around a guy's head in a bag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so this was not I don't know short if... on uh, visuals, we'll say that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, you know, like, I, I, I loved how, you know, at the end of last episode, we were pretty sure that like, okay, they're playing the Mando music. They're going to be so foolish if we don't get to see Mando. <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat, right, be, right, right from the get go. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's he steps through there, um, which was exciting, and I'm glad they did that. And the world that he's on, and I don't, I'm not sure if it is some type of ring planet or some type of space station or something like that. That space station feel, yeah. It does, but I tell you what, I really loved it. I lo- yeah. it was different, it was unique. Um, talk about world building, and you know we've been spending a lot of time on the, the <laughs> sands of Tatooine. Yeah. So yeah. this was a fresh um, take and a fresh break from 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 all of that. I thought, and it felt like Star Wars really, because you know mm-hmm. just seeing the seeing space all around the characters and in the background and and everything, and, and I thought the music was great too in those scenes and um i just really enjoyed yeah, yeah. the location i wasn't too wild on the aliens um i don't know the the, the design didn't look terribly interesting they just kind of looked like bulldogs mm-hmm. uh yeah i can see that but i mean everything else around that i thought was pretty pretty good um you know the whole butcher shop thing i thought was a little strange <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, it fit. I, I think it really. I think it did fit the story. It just. It wasn't something I was expecting to see, which is fine. It's good. So, yeah. It, it and and it, at it the same fun. time, it, it, it. I guess it makes sense that yeah, there would sure. be something like that mm-hmm. in 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 this universe. You know, and it, it didn't feel like it was too out of the realm of Star Wars. But nope, I agree. But yeah. Yep. Um. So I thought that was cool, and then. But, and we get a little bit of. Did you want to? No, I was just going to something go, else about that. Not really. I was just going to go back to the dark saber thing, which I think that's where yeah. you're heading next. Yeah, that's kind of the next. Our next point here is um, his struggles with the dark saber, and whether or not we notice that same struggle with Moff Gideon, or or I, what, kind of what is the yeah, deal that's a here? Good, I don't know what the that. deal. Yeah, that's a good question. There's some interesting lore there. Um, and mm-hmm. right off the bat, we see him kind of. Uh, you know, chop up his own leg a little bit, <laughs> kind of yeah, burn himself. Yeah. Um, I'll be yeah, honest. At, at that point, I thought I thought he was going to have to get into the flashback to tank, and we we're going to get some of this story. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Uh, no, no, they 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 had a portable yeah. spray back. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's interesting how the armor explained that. You know, it was it, it, that it gets. Help me a little bit on this. That it gets heavier, uh, almost as as you're fighting it. Yeah, he's kind of fighting it, or or instead of like, I, I guess I kind of view it as an, instead of being one with the blade, he's 
almost just trying to use his own strength Forcing to swing it, it around and, it, it, and wheel, yeah yeah and it's almost like because tar Vizla, um is it he was mandalorian and jedi and mm-hmm. created the dark saber very cool that we got a um, mention of him by the way yeah yeah um and it's almost like you do you need the some type to tap into the force to be able to wield this thing correctly you know i don't think that's i don't think that's it because Mm -hmm. i mean you you look at the ones that we've seen use it you know like the vizslas and which i mean you go you maybe argue that they have some type of family strength there yeah uh but then you have the the, you know bo-katan and uh Mm -hmm. um Sabine, I don't know that Sabine. We could say that maybe. I mean, she was trained by um, Kanan, right? To use it, correct? But would you say that she was force sensitive? I don't know. Um, Yeah, maybe not. I think it goes back to what you said before. It's almost you know being one with it Mm -hmm. and believing in 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 your use of it. You know. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say the Moff Gideon didn't have that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he had the. Yeah, con- I, I, I feel like I need to go back and would be a good word. I think he had the conviction to use it. You know, right? I want to go back and watch that duel between Moff Gideon and Mando, um, and, and see if it if it looked like it was kind of had some more weight to it, or if it was heavy for him, or if it, he see, was struggling with it. I was at all, trying but, to think because I don't yeah. think I've ever seen something like that where it felt heavier to someone, and mm-hmm. he's wielding it like it's like a hundred pounds. You know. I was watching something, um, and it might have been the Resistance broadcast, where they, um, I think one of them had mentioned um, when Sabine was using it and she was getting trained and everything, she said it started to feel lighter, possibly. Um, so I thought that was interesting, too. I can't confirm that for sure, but, um, but it's yeah. Interesting. So. Um, if that's where that idea came from, I don't know if I like kind of. I don't know if I really like like flipping it on its head that extreme, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. Is it? I do it, like I'll that we got chance. some more lore, chance. you know, yeah. behind. Oh my gosh, the lore the Dark in this episode Saber was incredible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, and so you know, speaking of that lore, and the armorer talks about um. The was it the the night of a thousand night tears? Of a thousand tears, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The great purge right. and all that, and and we get into all that thing, and um, so I, and we see like they are, you know, th- they're the followers of the way, you know, yeah, and right. they're very strict when it comes to wearing the helmet and their vows and everything, um, and then we see Mando has spent some time obviously with Bo-Katan in, in kind of a different way mm-hmm. of being a Mandalorian. And, and maybe he's, I wonder if there's going to, what are the implications of, of, of this? You know, um, is, yeah. is there going to be a, still a, a battle going on between the Mandalorians? Is Mando going to be the, the bridge? Um, because he's been kind of on both sides of that. Um, you know, I guess, what what do you think are the implications of, what happened there at the at the new covert? I think that kind of sets up Mando season three, mm-hmm. basically, and I think that that I, I think that what 
Honestly, I don't know about the bridge thing, but I, I, I what I feel uh, comes out of that is that Mando wants to restore those waters to, you know, kind of um, redeem himself in the way. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where that's going. It, it, in my head, anyway. Uh, you know, I think that we kind of see because it sounds like there's not much left of Mandalore to fight for. Uh, the way that right. the uh, the armor you know, kind of tells the story there sounds like. By the way, it much. was awesome to get an, an actual like live action. That whole thing look was at incredible. Mandalore and 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 everything. That, that whole awesome. thing was amazing. Um, yeah. So you know, that's, kind how, of that's how you do of, flashbacks, right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, so kind of at the end of season two of Mandalorian, I, it kind of felt like we were kind of going back to fight for Mandalore, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's the kind of the way that that's playing out now. I think that maybe there's like a reclaiming of Mandalore, maybe a rebuilding. And I think that rebuilding those underground waters is kind of the, uh, catalyst, uh, that gets Mando wanting to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's certainly two opposing philosophies no, absolutely. going into that and everything. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll play a role for sure. I think that, um, I think that way for him means something, you know, I, I think it's going to yeah. be hard for him to step away from, even though he's kind of done it already. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to say that whole line of questioning about removing the helmet was a little, felt a little weird <laughs> that it happened right yeah. then, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's still very important to him, and I don't think that he just leaves that aside. I, I think that he wants to find a way to get back to that. That could be. Um, I, I guess I was leaning more towards um, the armor and the way. Are they going to be maybe? Are they going to be a changed, vil- villain? You know, are they going? Are they going to be the problem? You oh, know, like the, okay. the okay. the villain that kind of gets in the way of the way. <laughs> um, of the of what they're trying of what like Bo Katan wants to do and everything yeah. you know, um. So that could be interesting to see how that plays out. But um, did you have any more thoughts on that whole meeting and and everything that went down there? And I mean, you know, of course there was that attempt by um, is it? It's a Vizsla that fights him for the dark saber and um, is it pa- Paz or Paz something? Vizsla. Paz, yeah, Paz Vizsla. And I, I keep wondering if that's John Favreau's voice. Oh or, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, because it sounds a lot like him. But uh, yeah, that's that's John Favreau. He he also played uh, Pre Vizsla in the Clone Wars. So he's, he's yeah, I mean, I, I guess if it his... would make sense that he would have a similar uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff with that Mandalorian lore. I'm really invested in that stuff and curious about how it's going to play out in season three. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people it, are. I don't know. We remember I, we had uh, Jess from Darksaber Light on, and she's huge into this. I think she just about had a heart attack with all this stuff. Uh, oh, I'm sure. The stuff that she was writing on Twitter, it was really fun to see her have so much yeah. fun with this. Yeah. And uh, and then we get this scene where, where Mando has to travel. He doesn't have a ship, obviously. So he's mm-hmm. he, he's doing public transportation on what looks like some the Galactic Star <laughs> Cruiser that's gonna be in in disney or something like that um maybe they're trying to push that i don't know (laughs) but uh he he has this issue where he has to check his weapons and i and i i seriously thought that's a good question actually something was gonna happen with that you know 
Um, is that one of those... I wonder if that's one of those um, things from Star Tours, though, because, I mean, Rex was one of the Rex droids was driving. Could be, yeah. Could be some reference to that. Um, but I thought it was a little a funny little scene we got where and it's like, oh, no, he's putting the Darksaber, like, in this suitcase type thing or whatever it was in this, and, and like... Yeah. I thought he's going to lose something. He's going to... Something's going to happen, but luckily he got all his stuff and... He got to his destination. Yeah, indeed. I don't. I don't think it's one of the star speeders, by the way. But okay, that would have been cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then we're, so then we're back on Tatooine, and mm-hmm. um, we get some more um, Peli Motto. Yeah, and uh, by the way, she faked me out. I was hundred percent thought that that was going to be Cal Kestis <laughs> for for about yeah a second and a half. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, that was so awesome that we got a BD, a BD droid in there droid, yeah. um, from Fallen Order. And I I have, I gotta say, like, I've always liked this character, but I, I never really, like, loved this character. But this episode, I thought she was at her best in this episode. Very funny. Um, yeah, and it, it was, it, they utilized her character very well, I thought. Um, and I really yeah. enjoyed all the stuff that happened there with the rebuilding of the Naboo N1 Starfighter. Um right. which was which was very cool. So what what were your thoughts on Pelimato and in this whole rebuilding? Yeah, process? I, I thought it was fun. Uh <laughs> I got a little bit lost with the jargon, but I th- I think that I I think that actually kind of helped a little bit. Um yeah, make it make it feel a little bit more real, but some some of it was kind of wild. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was also funny. So I mean, I'm not. That's not a complaint at all. But uh, I have some questions, like I said before, about about him using uh, the N1 starfighter for bounty hunting specifically. I mean, it's fine yeah. for like a transport ship. Uh, Luke used an X-wing all the time. I mean, so that's not a big deal. But for a bounty hunter, I don't know that that is practical. But we'll see how that works out. Maybe he's not really doing that work anymore. You know, maybe. Right. Since the whole thing with Grogu and, you know, meeting up with Grief Karga, you know, maybe that has kind of taken him out of that work. Maybe the stuff that he was doing in the beginning was solely to get back to the armor, um, Mm -hmm. to get that information to, you know, to get him back there. So maybe that's not really what he's looking to do going forward. Uh, Yeah. And I I could understand that. That's the only question I have really about it. But it was really cool to see the N1 again. It was awesome seeing that. Um, and, there, and there's a lot of Easter eggs in this episode we're going to get into in just a little bit. Um, but I thought it was just so cool, this whole thing, the way, that, the way that they put this thing together and made some modifications. And then he went out and took it for a test run. And then he goes through kind of that pod racing um, course almost, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and goes through, I, I think it was Beggar's Canyon. Is that right? Yeah. Um, uh, well, um. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but the, possibly, heard, yeah. I don't know if you heard they were also using some of those sound effects too. Right. Yeah, they were like some pod racing sound effects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he goes out into space, and he, ha- he has that run in with uh, <laughs> some more X wing pilots, and the familiar one that he keeps running into. And yeah, um, I thought that stuff was all really, really cool. Absolutely. And uh, do you want to get into some of these Easter eggs yeah. since we're kind of dancing around them? Yeah, let's okay. go. Okay. Um, 
so the first one that I, and these are the ones that I noticed. I know there's probably more. Um, the, the Mythosar sigil that is kind of above where the, the covert is now on, um, this ring planet or this ring world. Um, and, and you could see that kind of when he was entering there. Um, I thought that was pretty cool too. And just, and just seeing that sigil and everything. Yeah. Um, so we got that up on the screen there. And um, also another one was just the whole Great Purge, Night of a Thousand Tears um, that was happening on, on Mandalore and seeing the Imperial droids yeah, that the were... Droids, yeah. The security droids that looked very much like K2SO mm-hmm. and everything. So that was, that was a fun Easter egg also. Um, and then just getting our first live action look at Sindari, which and is last the live action look in <laughs> last, maybe live action. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Live action look, yeah. um, you know, the cat, the capital of Mandalore and everything. Right. Um, I don't know. It look in one of the shots that we could see a moon. I'm not sure if that was, it didn't look, I don't know if it was Concordia or not. Um, mm, it, it didn't look, I don't, it didn't look how I remember it looking and, you know, like, rebels and stuff but or clone wars but um but that was that was interesting too yeah, yeah. um and then the present that uh, <laughs> and so I first of all I was kind of that, that's cool I didn't notice this. yeah it's it's pretty cool so so mando the armor said you know we we don't use beskar as as a, as a weapon question um um Adam Bray, who's an author on Twitter, brought this up. She made those whistling bird things. That's true. In season one. Yeah. And I don't know what the distinction is there. Yeah, that's a good point. I was wondering Um, about that. As soon as I heard it, and I couldn't place anything, so I was like, well, maybe it's true. But then when he said that on Twitter, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of sad to see that... Beskar spear. I was too. I thought that was down. cool. Um, but but I th- but, but with, we end up getting. S- but with the dark saber, chain- maybe he doesn't need it. I don't know. Right. Um, I'm wondering if they were making chainmail for for Grogu. It looked um, like it. It in the way he was. You see the way he holds it in his hand, and it kind of the movement it has to it seems like it. It could be that. I thought but, it was chainmail, but, but then. It seems like we don't really know what it is, but it looked like chainmail to me. Right. At first, I thought maybe it was it's just mithril. like a mithril. Yeah, um, <laughs> Lord <laughs> of the Rings reference. But if at first I thought it was maybe just like a Beskar ball because he loves that ball so much, you know. Um, but but then I realized no, that's probably not what it is. And <laughs> use it to throw at people. <laughs> Force right. throw it at them. Or throw it through people, but um, <laughs> through people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so what I'm getting to is the the wrappings that it's in when you look at it in a certain scene, and and you, and you can see it if you're watching on YouTube. Yeah. Here is that it actually looks like Grogu's head. I didn't um, notice that. First. That, was, that, yeah. was an, that was a cool way to tie it. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Another Easter egg is we are, we we talked about the BD droid that appears here, and and that's a great image. My of, favorite of the droid. droid. Yeah, it's an awesome droid, I a BD-1 BD. from um, Fall, Jedi oh, Fallen Order. I yeah. love that droid. Absolutely um, love him. That was just 
fantastic. So seeing it again here was great. I mean, there were references to you had prequel references, you had everything, original trilogy references, your video game, re- you know, it was Clone just Clone Wars a, references. Yeah, Clone Wars, yeah, this, but that shield pre-Vizsla's shield, uh, past Vizsla's shield pops up. Um, the mm-hmm. one that Sabine uses mm-hmm. it in uh, Rebels. Yeah, in Rebels. Yeah, so this was, in my opinion, like fan service. And Easter eggs done absolutely right. Um, Yeah. So I loved all that. And we also got what I think is our first live action look at a Womp Rat. And when Mando was flying the Starfighter through um, uh, what I I don't know if it's Beggar's Canyon or or what it is. That whole track has a name. I forget what the name is. But yeah. Um, So that was cool seeing a Womp Rat. I pretty much freaked out when I saw that. I was like. Always wanting to see one of those for some reason. <laughs> um, and and then, live and then up the, to your expectations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, you know, that's what they used to practice against, Luke, Luke and his gang. Um, <laughs> and then we had the N1 Starfighter from the Phantom Menace, the, the type of ship that Anakin actually piloted um, in, in the Phantom Menace, which I thought was a really nice touch, but with some modifications. Um, yeah, no, no droid pit. Very cool. Yeah. I was hoping for a little bit that Mando was going to kind of get over that and that we that BD would be his. Yeah, he maybe he BD would get a, yeah. a droid or something. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. There's also this, uh, like, long pole that shows up that they are calling a uh, cryogenic density combustion booster <laughs> um, but but this is it looked just like the thing that um han and, and, and leia were trying to use to uh-huh. brace the the uh, trash compactor doors from closing in on them in a new hope so i, I, th- I thought that was pretty cool too yeah um i mentioned the phantom menace pod race route um and, right, and right. mando kind of going through that area which was cool and then Pelimato asks him after he tests it out and every tests the ship out and everything, like, you know, how was it and everything? And he says one word. Wizard. Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> um, which Anakin's buddy from the Phantom Menace, um, what was his name again? Do you remember? Kit, He's like, that no, was Wizard Kit, Annie or was, uh, something like that. Yeah. Um Kidster, Kidster? Something, something like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just man. This this episode was just packed of Easter egg stuff, other stuff you guys probably even saw that maybe we didn't. Um, Adam, did you have anything else you wanted to mention with Easter eggs or references? Yeah, um, there were some interesting things there with uh, Jawas. <laughs> I wouldn't really mm-hmm. call this Easter eggs. This is kind of lower stuff, but it, yeah, yeah. I we know they're furry now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, because... Uh, um, apparently Pelimato dated one. I could have maybe done up, without up close and personal. I, I could have maybe <laughs> done without that little tidbit. But yeah, yeah. That was a little weird. But a little hey, TMI. Uh mm. got a mention of a Fothier. Yeah, I kind of skipped that one on purpose, but um Any reason? Yeah, I, I just wasn't really a, a fan of those things. <laughs> I mean it, they they came from my least favorite whole scene and sequence from The Last Jedi. So Yeah, fair enough. Um yeah, but I did notice that too. Uh, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but Armor kind of mentioned legends, 
And yeah. I don't know if you picked up on that, but yeah. they're talking about mm-hmm. the uh, the Mythosaur. And mm-hmm. she said, sadly, it only exists in Legends. In Legends, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I don't know if that's uh, you know meant to say it exists in like the EU stuff, which would be kind of interesting. Right, um, right. They did that before once with Ahsoka, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mentioning Legends and maybe kind of a double meaning sort of way, so... Yeah, uh, I thought that was interesting, yeah. but yeah, that's uh, those were some of the ones that I picked up on. Yeah, so lots of great stuff if you're a big Star Wars fan. I have and, noticed um, that the definition for Easter egg has changed drastically. <laughs> yeah, it can basically be anything. Yeah, yeah. Now. <laughs> so it can be anything, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I saw some people listing like this episode referencing the Mandalorian being an Easter egg, but I, you know. I, I'm like, I don't know if that's an yeah. Easter egg or not. No, um, yeah, I don't think like so. Like Mando's like line of I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold or right, whatever. Like right, calling right. that an Easter egg. I don't really think that's an Easter egg. I just think it's him using the line again. But yeah. um, maybe if you're reaching, I guess. <laughs> but plenty of stuff to dig into with this episode. And it's definitely worthy of watching over and over again. Adam, if you were to give this episode a score... What would it be? Nine and a half. I'm right there with you, man. Um, wasn't quite perfect. I'm almost it great, but it was I'm almost at a, I'm almost at a ten, but it's yeah. nine and a half for me too. Um, it really just got me really excited again about this universe, and um, that's kind of what I've been waiting for since Mando season two ended. You know, mm-hmm. um, yep. so predictions going into the next episode are we gonna are we gonna <laughs> so see mando weird. again is are we gonna you yeah know, like, we're gonna see mando again but i think we're gonna see grogu because he mentions he has to see grogu first uh before right. he can help anybody so and i didn't i was wondering like are they gonna shift the focus back to boba fett and 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 mando goes and visits grogu off screen so we're we're still like teased with that, I'll, um, I'll go back to what see, I said last week. And we week. see Boba Fett get more muscle or something. I'll go back to what we said last week. If they tease that and don't follow through on it, that's their own fault for whatever, yeah. you know, whatever fan lash Repercussions. Back they get. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that we would, I, th- I think that we'll get a, a look at Grogu uh, this coming mm-hmm. week. But I think it's only going to be like five minutes. I, I don't, right. I mean, Boba has to appear in this episode, right? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I feel like I, when he said that, you have to you have to follow through on it. And if he's going to help, then he can't do it until he does what he says. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't know why he true. has to do that first, but you know, here we are. He's compelled. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, like I'm. <laughs> I really want to see Grogu again. I want to, see, you know, I want to see Luke training him. Um, I hope they. Which is interesting. I mean, which that's interesting too because if Luke's in it, you know, Mando's having some trouble wielding a, a lightsaber. There it is. It, right? Exactly. <laughs> is 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 Mando going to get some Luke training here um, on the use of that thing? If he does, yeah. The CG is going to be a lot better than it was last it's time. Be, it's got to be deep fake. It's got to be deep fake. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and another thing, the first thing I thought when he was struggling with that dark saber, I was like, he needs Sabine Wren to train him. Um, that that was my my first wish yeah, and hope. But, yeah. and, um, but then 
you know, we we saw at the end of the episode that he he needs to go give this present okay, to Grogu. So, 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 so let's let's flush this out a little bit. If he goes and gives mm-hmm. this present to to Grogu, and if he gets some training from Luke, how long does that take? Screen right. time wise. I mean, you got to think that's at least half the episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean I agree. It's mm-hmm. if that's where that's going, then you have the sixth and next to last episode spending half of its time away from its main character. Yeah, and and we have Dave. This is a Dave Filoni a Dave episode. Filoni episode, yeah. Um, so and you know he kind of likes gotta... to direct those episodes where characters like Ahsoka show up. So I mean, yeah, I'm not or, saying that Ahsoka is going to show up, but I'm saying he likes to direct but, those episodes. You know. Yeah, like could we see could we see Sabine? Um, I don't know, and how it make sense um, for her to maybe, you know, I don't show know. up, but yeah. um, no, so maybe yet, this episode but, kind of flashes back and forth between the two of them. You know, maybe it, it maybe shares maybe. some screen time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really don't know what to expect, but so maybe while uh, while Boba's getting some help. You know, with some characters that maybe Dave Filoni might want to direct. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, maybe Mando's off getting his, you know, giving his gift and, and training. So, and getting a little bit of training be. maybe with yeah. that dark saber. Um, and is Boba Fett going to get some more muscle? And, and who's that going to be? Are we going to see other bounty hunters? Are we going to are we going to see heard, Cad Bane? Are Cad we going to be interesting? Are we going to see Bosk? Are we going to, um, you know? Mm-hmm characters like that and there's are we going to get there's still that weird Han Solo thing hanging around too. I don't know that it fits. Yeah. Yeah. I really don't know that it fits, but um you know, What if wait, 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 wait. Wait a second. What? I don't know if this adds up timeline-wise, but l- let me blow your mind for a second and this would blow everybody's mind. What if when Mando goes to visit Grogu, Luke's training him. Han happens to pay a visit, has Ben Solo with him, and I don't know. How old I don't would know. Ben be at this point though. Ben would be. Ben would be really young. Mm-hmm. He would be. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, but that would blow my mind. That would blow my mind. I forget exactly when he was born, but he was born. Because this is five years after Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, he was and he was born actually f- f- one year after Jedi. Okay. So, so it's he'd possible. be like four. Four, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's how. If the rumors are true about Han Solo, then maybe that's how. trying to think here you remember back when we got some casting rumors i think this was about obi-wan though about a a young kid being cast yes but they were trying to maybe think connect that to luke and leia it could be a young luke yeah or young leia yeah but what it may what if it's been yeah you never know um so and i don't want to like I'm not getting, I'm just speculating. I'm just yeah, throwing these yeah, ideas out there. I'm not getting my hopes up for this stuff to happen. No. Um, I, I honestly, you know, I don't, I don't think that Han Solo but, shows up. I don't know how it makes sense. Right. Um, except for the Luke thing. I mean, he's not a bounty hunter. He's not really hired muscle at this point. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I don't know how that would work. Uh, yeah. But so I I personally don't think he shows up at all. But mm-hmm. never know. We'll see. We'll see. And I'm curious still if Crimson Dawn is going to have any involvement with these syndicates at all by the end. So um, I don't know. I kind of I'm kind of leaning since we only have two episodes left. I'm kind of thinking it's Pikes, mm-hmm. mainly Pikes. So yeah, but you never know. Hey, I don't know. I don't know about I you, didn't but think I think that am... we would get a Grogu appearance either. And apparently, we're gonna get no, that, so no, maybe and we'll I... get a Crimson Dawn. <laughs> I don't know. And I still feel like, even though I really want to see Grogu, I still feel like if we do, it's almost too soon. Um, but at the same time, I want it. So if they give it to me, then that's fine. No, I want it. Um, I'm fine with it. It's just like this is all the wrong show, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but hey, I'm excited about the next episode and, and see what if any of our predictions come true and to see where they go with the story. So um, that wraps it up for our Mando season 2.5 Boba Fett episode five return of the Mandalorian five. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Thank you for tuning in to episode 115 of From a Certain Point of View. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please check us out. We're on most, pretty much all of those major podcast apps. And if you're on one like Apple Podcasts, let's leave a review. Please do so. That helps us get out to more people. Helps us know what you like and what you don't like about the show. Uh, we are continuing our Discord watch parties, uh, but this week is going to be a little different because I'm going to be going away, and uh, Thursday is definitely not going to happen for a watch party. Possibly Friday, uh, Friday evening at 10, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. But you want to join the Discord and follow along on there to get updates on when that will happen. Uh, but like I said, definitely not Thursday, possibly Friday. Um... But yeah, join the Discord server for updates on that. You can find uh, the Discord server link in the show notes. You can also find it on the website. Another minor uh, announcement here is um, the website address that we've been giving everyone for the last few weeks. will still work, but we also bought a new domain, and that's facpov.com. So pretty easy there, and I like it, so we're going to stick with it. Uh, facpov.com sorry for all the bouncing back and forth there but that's our new web address and you can find things like the discord link on there you can find all of the show notes Uh, you can find um, links to all of our socials and those happen to be Instagram and Twitter Uh, both of those are at certain POV pod our Facebook page is from a certain point of view email address is certain POV pod at gmail.com and if you would like to Give us your reactions to uh, episode 5 of the Book of Boba Fett. You can give us a voicemail. Uh, call 724-901-1783. Uh, once again, that's 724-901-1783. Uh, remember, we are part of the Red 5 Network. And uh, if you... As we're recording this, I will be joining the Scarif guys tomorrow night, guys and gal tomorrow night, um, Saturday. Uh, if you're lis- you're listening to this, it will have already happened, so go back and check out Scarif, <laughs> uh, Scarif Live, which won't be live for you because we're coming to you from the future. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think. <laughs> That's not Something confusing like that. at all. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, on Saturday, the 29th of, J- of January, 2022, I had joined uh, Ro and Brad and Chantal uh, from Scarif, and uh, you can now go back and listen to that, so check it out. We're going to be talking about Boba Fett again. Uh, so what you're saying is basically we're going back to the future. I don't know what I'm saying. What I'm saying <laughs> is that we're part of the Red 5 Network, and you can check out the Red 5 Network at red5network.com, and you can uh, le- follow them on Twitter at Red 5 Network. And also check out Scarif uh, podcast and get more information about my appearance whenever that happened. Uh, Josh, where can they find you on the internet? <laughs> uh, you can find me somewhere. I'm not sure where I am right now. Adam's appearances. <laughs> um, he's pretty handsome right now. But he anyway, confused you, um, the... you can find me on Twitter at. That's what happens with time 17. travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's all screwed up. That's Jedi Jar Jar 1722 um, on Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we are dropping videos like our Boba Fett Episode 5 review. Um, so make sure you check us out there and hit the subscribe button. And remember that everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view. Mm-hmm.